Welcome back to Equipping Kingdom Kids. I'm your host, Becky Fisher, and this is a podcast for both spirit-filled parents and children's ministry leaders interested in raising a generation of boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. Today, we're exploring some practical ways to teach our kids the basics of spiritual warfare. You're listening to episode number 28, Spiritual Warfare for Kids. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. If you've been a Christian for very long, you know this scripture, and you know what it means. It means that there's more to this world than just what we can see with our eyes. It means there's an invisible world, or a spirit world, as well as the natural world. And it's in the spirit world where our enemy hides out. And when we run up against the invisible enemy, we call it spiritual warfare. Now, as adults, we have all experienced this in many different ways, in many different times. And as we grow in the Lord, we learn how to fight those battles. But do our kids know how to do this? And how young should we start teaching them about it? Someone once said that kids don't have a junior Holy Spirit, and it's true. But do you know why they don't have a junior Holy Spirit? It's because they don't fight junior devils. They fight the same devils that you and I do, just in slightly different ways. Now, if you want more teachings on topics like this, uh, to teach our kids how to be strong in the Lord, then click on the subscribe button below so you never miss one of my videos when I upload them. We understand the devil doesn't play fair. He doesn't wait until your kids grow up before he starts attacking them 700 ways from Sunday. But we almost never talk to our kids about the spirit world and what it looks like in either their daily lives because we don't think they can understand it or because we don't want to scare them. We may, in passing, mention the devil, but to them it may be like a cartoon character. We may talk to them about the Holy Spirit and the devil in generic terms, but we never really train them to understand what actually goes on in the spirit world, and they can understand it. And we seldom equip them to handle what they're going to inevitably encounter at some point in their lives. Now, if you agree with me, click the like button below and type, yes, it's true. Probably the most common encounters that kids have with the enemy is in their dreams, nightmares, or night tears. And I'm going to be doing an entire teaching on this very soon, so you'll be watching for that video coming up. So I'm not going to go into detail on that right now. That is true spiritual warfare. And I know of parents who will teach their kids to fight the enemy in various ways on that issue. But typically, when I ask parents if they teach their kids spiritual warfare, immediately they will say, oh yes, I've taught them about the whole armor of God. Now the armor of God is good as far as it goes, but it takes time for our kids to really understand how to use the full armor of God until they get a little older. It's more like a theory when they're still little. But I want to know, how do you as a parent train and equip your kids when the real enemy rears his ugly head? Now, I love what my friend Lori Hensley used to do with her kids in real life situations. Listen to how she handled this with her kids. I think it's real important sometimes that we start to train our kids, not only what it feels like to be in the presence of God, but look for opportunities for when you can train them of what it feels like maybe to be in the presence of the enemy. 
And not that we're seeking that, but sometimes we accidentally find ourselves there and we need to know that we have. So I'm just gonna relate a story that has to do with what I did uh, many years ago, like I think it was in the decade of the 80s and my kids were lower elementary age, maybe somewhere between second or third grade to fifth or sixth grade. And we were on vacation in um, the mountains of North Carolina in a cute little mountain town. And they had, um, it was a lot of fun. They had, it was um, a lot of shops. So we were walking around from shop to shop and we walked into one of them. And all of a sudden I just felt like a strange sensation, like, oh, something is not right in here. And I started looking around a little more carefully and there was a lot of new age paraphernalia and books and books on even um, witchcraft or how to cast spells, some specific things like that. And so I thought, oh, okay, that explains this. So I took my kids outside, but I didn't think, I really wanted to actually use this opportunity. So my kids are used to me talking to them about this kind of thing. And so I asked, I told them that I wanted to go back into the store and this time I wanted them to try to experience or to feel and just to be aware of what are you feeling? Do you feel a pressure on your heart or on your spirit or in your mind or um, just anything? I think we all experience it differently. So to me, it wasn't, um, it wasn't good for me to just say, this is what I felt. I wanted them to experience something for themselves, but to be aware of trying to get that feeling. So we went back in and we just walked around in shop. We just walked all the way through the store and came back out again. And then we just had a discussion. And then they brought up different things of how they felt it. Like um, maybe one of them felt like a big pressure on their nose. And one of them um, just felt closed in and, and a tightening type of a feeling. And so, Anyway, they all had their own type of an experience. They were used to me talking about this because I often would talk about that we have two kinds of powers. We have the power that comes from God and we have the power that comes from the enemy. And we need to be aware that we always use the source of power that comes from God. And we don't wanna be fooled into ever taking the source that would be coming from the enemy. So, so we did that and then we went on about our day. And so then about, you know, a week later or so, we were in um, a little sandwich shop, kind of like a Subway. And my daughter said, you know what? I feel that same sensation. We need to just leave. And I was like, oh, really? What? And I just, I wasn't sensing it, but I wanted to validate her and what she was feeling. So we folded up all of our sandwiches and everything and we left and we went and ate our sandwiches in the car. That was the beginning of me being able to see that they did understand about experiencing the difference between good and evil. Because we do live in a world where there's a lot of unseen activity going on all around us. And it's important for us to be able to sense not only the presence of God, but also the presence of the enemy whether it's with um, objects, like what maybe I saw in that um, store, or whether it's even with a person where it's like, okay, I think this is white witchcraft. The person might be good, but they're not a believer. 
And so we need to um, keep our guard up. And then uh, fast forward to many years, to just maybe about a few years back, we went to um, the state fair and we were there because I had entered in some of my um, jams that I do and I wanted to see how they had done. And by the way, I did want, win a first prize and I won a grand prize with my cookies. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So we come um, out of the building where that was and all of a sudden I had that same kind of sensation and it was really strong. It was like, whoa, what is this? I looked around, I honestly didn't see anything, but we were behind a big tent. So there was a wall of a tent on this side. I walked around to the other side to see what was going on. And it was um, fortune telling. And it was a vendor there that that's what they were set up to be doing. So I took my grandson back into the building we had been in and explained to him sort of the same thing I had done with my three kids. Um, almost 20 years earlier and I you know just told him I we were gonna just go back out and we were gonna walk and I wanted to see if he would sense something or feel something and um, and he he did we did the whole same exercise and he experienced something and of course when I took him back home I told his mom and dad exactly what had happened and that we had had that kind of discussion and training and everything. And they were open to it because she also wants her kids to be learning. But I wanted her to be aware that that's what we had talked about that day so that um, it could either be continually be validated or if they needed to continue with the discussion or anything else that was going on because the mom and the dad are the covering over the grandkids. And so it was very important that they understood that. And with that, um, my grandson has since then has come up and has told me or explained to me, you know, like, okay, I don't feel right about something. And it was that he was having that same kind of sensation. So it is being passed on to the next generation, which I'm excited about you know, that that's happened. <laughs> We can't start early enough to teach our kids how to hear the voice of God, and you can do it in age-appropriate ways. And I have created many resources for children's church workers, parents, and kids over the years to do just that. I'll link some of those things and put them in the description below so you can check them out when this video is over. What Lori did is just one way to do this, but what made it so effective is she took advantage of real life situations and turned them into spiritual learning experiences. She was teaching them to sharpen their senses or to sense an evil presence when it was near. Now listen, our kids need to be able to sense that evil presence in the cartoons they watch, the books they read, the video games they play, and the movies they engage in. It's everywhere around us, and we need to teach them how to handle it and not just slap their hands and say, no, you can't do that. They need to know why and how to deal with those situations. How many times could we have used that sensitivity when we were growing up? Hebrews 5.14 tells us that we can sharpen our senses and train ourselves to distinguish good from evil. And so can our kids if we teach them how. 
Early in my ministry, I was teaching the kids in my church how to hear God's voice by teaching them how to use a street light. Now, I've taught on this before. I have an entire video on this if you want to check it out. I teach them that when God gives us a red light in our spirits, it's very tight, uncomfortable feeling on the inside, kind of like a knot in our stomachs and so forth. Well, I wrote a puppet skit in which a little girl puppet got invited to a friend's house for a sleepover. She really wanted to go because all of her friends were going to be there. But the mother puppet felt very uncomfortable about it and did not want her to go. But instead of just saying no, the mother puppet told the daughter to go into her bedroom and pray about it until she got a clear answer from the Holy Spirit for herself. The little girl puppet did just that and came out saying that she got a red light in her spirit so she knew she was not supposed to go to that party. And as a conclusion, something bad did happen at that sleepover that showed the little girl she did hear from God and made the right decision. Okay, so as it turned out, my real little girl in the ministry named Courtney, who was the puppeteer for that little puppet, also got an invitation to a sleepover that same week. So Courtney, who had never heard God's voice for herself up to that point, decided she was going to do the same thing. So she prayed about going to the sleepover, and she got so excited because she got a very clear red light in her spirit. She knew she was not supposed to go to that party. When she came to church the next Sunday, she could hardly wait to tell me about it because she found out that her friends who had gone were playing a game called Bloody Mary, where they were calling up dead spirits. She knew she was not supposed to be involved in such things like that, so it was a huge encouragement to her that she heard God's voice for herself and was protected from a bad situation. Now, these are just some of the examples of how we need to teach our kids to hear God's voice and learn how to battle spiritual warfare. There are so many situations where if you as the parent just say, no, you can't do that, you become the bad guy. But if you teach your kids how to hear God's voice for themselves, it makes all the difference in the world. I've had many parents tell me that once they taught their kids how to hear God's voice, 50% of their parenting job was done for them because the kids began policing themselves. Now be watching for those real life situations where you can do these same types of things and your kids will grow spiritually by leaps and bounds. Now, if you want to learn more about how to teach kids to hear God's voice, click on this video right here and have your kids come in and watch it with you so you can learn together. And I'll see you next time for Equipping Kingdom Kids. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.